Guys from Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm Jeremy Berkeley. Today's question comes from Kelly, and it's a dual question of, hey, what's the worst IP smashup you can think of, and what's the best? Oh boy, did we try and... We, 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 tried. we tried to make some real bad stuff for you. We really did. <laughs> we did. But we're not good at that. We're not. We're good at making things good. I guess. We're good at making things that sound terrible at first work. Yeah. <laughs> because we're both so narrative focused yeah. and we could take elements out of it. Yeah. Like we made We made a Game of Thrones Diver, Divers Drying in and Dives book series. Book series. That would have been fine. Yeah, it would have been okay. You worked out a Jersey Shore Mario Brothers. Yeah. Like that was no problem. Yep. <laughs> so how do we get worse than that? I just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So yes, we've turned it into a game. Yeah. Where both Jeremy and I have put a list together of ten different IPs. IPs yep. And then we are going to mash them together in and order. And try we, to make them work. Right. Yeah. So Jeremy hasn't seen my list. I haven't seen his. Nope. So we're just going to start at the top. We're going to do five. We're going to take a nice break. We're going to do another five. Then we're going to go about our days and get ready for New Year's Eve. Yes. With our horns. Bah, bah. Yay. Yay. Horns. Uh, who doesn't like a good horning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Where jokes are funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, my first IP, Sean. Okay. My first IP, let's jump right into it. My first IP is Digimon. Uh, Digimon Bioshock. Oh, shit. I don't feel like that's that difficult. No, a group of kids go to an isolated city. Yeah. Where they get injected with some weird genetics and birth monster partners. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And depending on which one, because you can inject different ones. Yep. You can then just... Modify your partner? Yeah. 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 Or if we want to go, like, more towards the Bioshock, a bunch of siblings get sent to this isolated world, and the older ones inject their younger ones with genetics that turn them into monsters. Yeah, that possible. Yeah. Do you want, like, more Digimon or more Bioshock? Because <laughs> it, work, well, it works, it works either both way. ways. works both ways. I do like the slightly darker... <laughs> yeah. Like, Ayn Rand steampunky bit. Yeah. So... I mean, the themes you can explore with that are a little more complex than just friendship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hooray so, for friendship. Hooray for friendship, but the, but the more Bioshock one would probably be more complex. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, and about the nature of what free will does. But Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's go with the body horror one. <laughs> Good. Yeah. That's exactly what Digimon needs more of. Body horror. Body horror. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have enough. It doesn't. Nope. It practically has none. Yeah, almost zero. <sighs> What a waste of an IP that is. <laughs> Tell that to the children, Sean. Okay. Children, <laughs> you're wasting Digimon. Exactly. Okay, well, that was easy. That that was really easy. That was really easy. Can you combine Digimon? I'm not as familiar with them. Uh, yeah, there's some fusion stuff that goes on. So it, work, so it works that's even like better late, than... that's late game Digimon. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember how much farther they've progressed scientifically in the world of Bioshock because there are no restrictions That's from true. big government. Uh, yeah, 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 you're right. You're so right, yeah. they obviously would get to that fusion level way faster. Way faster. Yeah. And it would literally just be like smashing them together with a genetic or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then you birth them out of your hand. Yeah. And then they fight? 
Yeah. Is it the same as Pokemon, essentially, where there's, like, gyms and junk? No, it's more like uh, the the digital world is another dimension that's connected to our world, and bad shit's happening there because of a glitch in the program or ghost data or something like that. So it's Persona with Pokemon. Nah, no. There's an alternate dimension where you go into because Well, you don't go into, you going. get trapped there. Oh. It's not like a big back and forth thing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there there's a couple series where they're like back and forth all the time. But for the majority, they're stuck there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so not quite Persona. But that sort of principle of there's another place where stuff's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's the digital world. <laughs> uh, you want to hit me with yours first? Sure. Yeah. That one was... Uh... That one was just, that meshed really well. That really, was really easy. Really, really easy. Uh, my next one's Garfield. Oh, mine's Jackie Chan Adventures. Well, okay, so it's either a ninja cat or a karate cat. Yeah, yeah, searching for, t- like, mystical talismans. Right. Or it's Jackie Chan eating lasagna. And sleeping. And sleeping and getting irritated with his uncle. I feel like both of those are possible movies. Yeah, both of those are actually really good. <laughs> which would you which would you rather watch? Which would you watch more of? I think in like a short form, 10-minute skit type thing, the Jackie Chan eating lasagna, sleeping and getting irritated at his uncle is something I would love. Right. Just because Jackie Chan is so adorable. He's delightful. Yeah, like he's an adorable man. Yeah. Um whereas like a ninja cat or karate cat, I guess. That feels like a series. Yeah. Like a full, full yeah, series. That, that feels like a series. Or... That feels like a regular, like, Saturday morning cartoon. Or an anime that we probably just don't know about and already <laughs> yeah, exists. probably already exists. Yeah. Because Samurai Pizza Cats was a thing. Yep. There's 53 episodes of it. Yeah. I mean, that's basically Samurai Pizza Cats. Almost, yeah. 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 I like, I like this, the short form better. Yeah, I feel the short form of... if It feels like an SNL thing, yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah. Where they bring it back occasionally just because Jackie Chan's in New York. Yeah, so Jackie Chan's like, in New York, and now he's going to get irritated at somebody and eat lasagna. Like, yeah. And then, the, like, the I think my favorite thing about it is it's just ten minutes dedicated to one very simple punchline. Yeah. And also Jackie Chan's dressed up in, like, orange and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I assumed. Yeah. I think as an SNL sketch, that would thrive. Yeah. Now, the question is, who are the other characters? Because if Jackie Chan is Garfield... Well, who else was in Jackie Chan Adventures? Um, I don't know. They're all pretty obscure voice actors, I feel. Okay. But there was his uncle. There was his niece, Jade. Normal. Yeah. Uh, there was Toru, who started out antagonistic. He was the big Japanese guy, Sumo. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. uh, but then he became their friend later, right? Yeah, that doesn't really suit Odie. No, no, I mean, I don't mm. know if there is an Odie, right? That's just that the beautiful you know, triangle from Garfield, yeah, who just can't quite Do you know nail. what you know what Odie actually is. Odie is Chris Tucker, okay, that they bring in every once in a while, and he's just not, he doesn't get it, and that's the joke. <laughs> So really, it's just it's a it's a rush hour. I mean, yeah, that's what you have joke. to that's what you have to go to, right? To to do the trio. Uh, but rush hour is basically Jackie Chan adventures. 
It pretty much is. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not really that far. Okay. Yeah. See, now, this is exactly why we had so much trouble doing the making the worst ones. Yeah. Because it's really hard. It's really hard to make something bad. It's we only hard. see the good in things. I know. Damn our idealistic hearts. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But I think I think more importantly, there's like John is the most important, and that's just his uncle. Yeah. So well, that's straightforward. Yeah. The little cat bed with the blue blanket. Yeah. Tell me, you all wouldn't watch Jackie Chan in a cat bed with a blue blanket? Yeah. This sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a comic strip. It could be an SNL sketch, or it could be like a short form kids animation. All three of those would be fun. Oh, like a web series. Oh yeah. Like five minute, just five minute chunks. Yep. That'd be hot on YouTube. Yeah. That the Patreon for that would be massive. Call me Jackie Chan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Solved. Solved. Okay. Okay. Let's see if we get more complicated ones. I I hope so. Or yeah. else this is gonna be like a thirty minute <laughs> podcast. Okay. Which I guess it's the holidays. Maybe people are looking to to rest after the hour and forty five and the probably two hours that's coming. Yeah. <laughs> but Are you ready? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh Shadow Run. The Magnificent Seven. Oh, see, I don't know about The Magnificent Seven, so I can't help you on this one. It's uh, Seven Samurai. Oh, yeah, okay, gotcha. But it's a Western. The uh, Magnificent Seven is they took the Kira Kurosawa film from the 50s. Yeah. And then they put, like, Steve McQueen and uh, Charlie Bronson and Yul Brenner. Yeah. And they turned it into a Western gotcha. where a town is being tortured, not tortured, but... Torn apart. Torn apart. By bandits who are coming in and taking everything, or in the Japanese version, it's stealing the crops and they yeah. can't grow as a town. Yeah. So it's cheaper to hire ronin or gunslingers than it is to buy swords slash guns. Yeah. Huh. So then they get seven ronin yeah. to protect the town from the bandits. Gotcha. So that's the magnificent. That's seven samurai. Magnificent seven. Exact same story. Only it's like Cowboys. a Mexican village being yeah. protected from banditos by. Gunslingers. Of course it's Banditos. Yeah, yeah. it's Banditos. Okay. And Shadowrun. Yes. So, Western Cyberpunk. Yep. Huh. I mean, it, I think it kind of fits. You just have a crew of, like, seven runners. Okay. Right? Yeah. That get hired out for altruistic jobs. Pretty much. So you could do either as a series or as a movie. Protecting a city? Like a, yeah, a, a slum. A city? A slum yep. area. Right? Yep. From a corporation? Probably for Shadowrun purposes, yeah. 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 Or a, a dragon. <laughs> I mean... It's, it's, okay. They they all run corporations, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's a little but, bit different when it's a dragon. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But you need the you need it to be rank and file. You need yeah. it to be numbers, not a big threat. I mean, the thing is, is that in Shadowrun, there's a class called Street Samurai. So basically it's <laughs> and there's also like a gunslinger class. So we can really do all three of these together if we want to. Yeah, you could run it. Yeah. Fairly simply. Yeah, you could run it as a game. Yeah. Or TV series or a movie. Yeah. Why aren't we in Hollywood? <laughs> because <laughs> nobody would give you the money to make something based on a game that's so small. That's true. Yeah. That's your biggest problem with that, is selling cyberpunk. Yeah. Especially after Blade Runner 2049 did not do well at the box office, but did well with critics. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, 2017. <laughs> you let us down again. 
<laughs> but yeah, so a cyberpunk western. If it, if we're sticking with Mag Seven, yeah. it's western. It's western. But Magnificent Seven is just a Hollywood ripoff of a four-hour samurai movie. Yeah. So I mean, how do you make it more western though? Because that pretty much is all cyberpunk. Okay. Right. Well, we described it as almost all cyberpunk. Yeah. I guess it depends on the town you choose. Well, like the place uh, that it is. The problem is, is the Magnificent Seven is a remake yeah. of something and turning it into a western. Yeah. So the the core of the Magnificent Seven is the story. Yeah. Where it's seven disparate individuals. It sounds it it sounds like a D and D group. It's seven individuals who are yeah. each good at yeah. something that nobody else is as good as they are at. Yeah. Coming together to protect a thing. Yeah. That's the Magnificent Seven. Okay, so it's not even a western then. It's just that's the skin it had on. Yeah, that's that skin. So basically skin. you just switch it to a cyberpunk skin and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. You could do a you could literally call it the Magnificent 7 or just the 7. Yeah. And then set it wherever you want and it's the same story. Yeah. The the local council goes to the big city yeah. and finds seven runners. Yeah. yeah. Seven runners who are all very This is what Suicide Squad should have been. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. Call I, me DC. <laughs> well, they are reworking the DCU. So. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why. Yeah, yeah. Wonder but Aquaman. I heard Aquaman was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good for you. Yeah. No, I'm not worried about that movie. James Wan. He makes yeah. good stuff. Yeah. So, and Jason Momoa, Aqua Bro. I think it was a good idea. Yeah. No. Make was, him different and was, give him a character. Yeah, it was definitely a good idea because otherwise he's just Superman in the sea. Yeah, because that's what he is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, sad. Although they don't have Superman, really. In, yeah. In the DC movies, they have angsty man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so sad. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I think Smallville did angsty Superman better. It did. And it was more grounded. Yep. And more of a character. Driven thing, yeah. 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 Why'd you cancel it? Oh, right. Like, ten seasons. That's a lot of seasons. Yeah. <laughs> they were running out of stuff to do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Let's be fair. Yeah, yeah. No, you had a good run. But the Shadowrun Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Come on now. That'd be good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's just a that's a concept where a GM is like, hey, I want to play this, and I want a rota- rotating cast of characters. Yeah. So Super easy. Who wants to come and play? And I just want you all to have very strong separate archetypes. That's all you need. Yep. So that'd be a fun game. If, any, a- if any DMs want to take that. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Let if us any... let us know about it. Like yeah. tweet at both of us to yeah. let us know how it's going and maybe give us some story stuff. But... Yeah. Yeah. Send me some stuff and maybe I'll do some fanfic for you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Sweet fan fiction. Some sweet, sweet fan fiction. It's gotta have kissing in it, because that's fan fiction. Yes. All fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, don't worry. I'll ship the worst characters, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> There's a very small portion of our audience who is very much delighted by this small aside conversation yeah. we're having. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Yep. The niche market. Yep. Okay, well, that, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I like that. Are it's, we ready to move on? I'm just, I'm still so stuck on the fact that that is a great game idea. Yeah, it is. Like, it really to run is. that as a DM, that is so easy. And it's so good for a a group of people especially a new group of people because they don't have to have a, a solid basis for their story nope and it's completely okay if they don't get along with each other yeah 100% as long as fine. they're all working towards the same goal yeah yeah and it's driven by money yep 
So yep, you're welcome, DMs. You're welcome, DMs. Uh, and yes, we will do a DM tip podcast in the new year, uh, and we'll probably reference this one <laughs> to give you a story idea. Yeah, I mean, there, the it's uh, we'll give you lots of tips on how to create a story in that because it, it's actually not that hard so long as you're not precious about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you good? I'm good. Okay. Uh, I think I need to start. Yeah, go for it. Alien. Persona. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, it is. Super easy. <laughs> okay. The alien's just metaphysical. Yeah, exactly. And you have to go into the subconscious world with a group of your high school friends. Yep. To stop the alien from murdering people. Yep. Done. Done. <laughs> easy. I don't know if it's better than regular Persona. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think Persona is good because of the complexity of the threat. Yeah. Whereas Alien is good because it's... An unstoppable threat. Yeah. Yeah. It's the the concept of not being able to simply solve the problem yeah. is what makes Alien engaging. Yeah. So I guess the way you'd have to make the this combination work is they know what it is right away. So you t- sort of take some of the mystery out of Persona. Yeah. But instead, you don't know how to beat it, right? Yep. So maybe it becomes more of a, you're not delving deeper, you're escaping each time. Oh, there we go. Yeah? Yeah. That could work. Or it's the the nest. Yeah. So I mean, you could flip it around at the end, right? Yeah. Once you finally know how to make progress in the game against the alien, then you can flip it around into a delve. Yeah. Game design. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That would work. Now let's take it the other direction. Yeah. How do we take Persona and put it into the alien universe? Oh, um... The gritty, realistic so, people at work. Because okay. this all still works. I got it. I got it. I, I think I got it. Anyways. Okay. So, central to the alien universe is space travel. Yep. It's mostly industrial. But yes. But there's no reason that there couldn't be a colony ship. There are... Uh, Covenant is about first colonists. Right. So, yeah. So... There's a colony ship, and on that ship, there's a high school. Of course. Right? So, the story would follow this one class of high school students, right? Yep. Inside, there is a Ripley parallel. Of course. Um, That's the hero. Yeah. you name. Yeah. It would be the first persona where you play a female protagonist. It's true. It's true. That didn't get patched in later. Right? I don't count that. It's <laughs> yeah. a patch thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and then basically what happens is the power shuts down on the ship. Okay. So every segment goes into lockdown. Okay, yeah. Right? So then instead of being this entire ship, you're focused down into... Your palace, your your, channel, whatever. your area, right? Yeah. And then people start dying, and there's a timer for you to find a way out. Okay. But you also have to be picking up stuff that makes you better. That makes sense. Yep. Right? Yeah. I think that's the way to make it more alien. Yeah. And then once you get out, you're like, okay, I'm good. I sealed that. That alien's in there for now. Problem solved. But there are multiple aliens on the ship. Okay. Yeah. Good. First one is more like the face hugger yeah. kind of style where it's fast and small because yeah. yeah. that'll also give you a bit more variance where you've got the the drones you've got the males you've got the female like a queen yep yep it'd be a short persona it would be a short persona like 50 to 60 hours well i think but i think also it's a persona where 
Like you, you, you never switch worlds, right? Yeah. You're always like in this state of danger. So it's about finding like the safe spots. Yep. Right. And it's about your, your group of like high school students coming across survivors or victims. Yep. Right. Because you don't want to do lots of direct confrontation. No, because they wouldn't survive. Yeah, this actually gets... I think it gets pretty noir. Yeah, it would. It'd get a little more Shin Megami Tensai, yeah, I think. Yeah, it would. It would. Then... But it, that's what this mashup would do to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. all the same umbrella. It's still all there. Yeah. So... Yeah. But you would still have to do things like raise your stats and social links. Yep. Yeah. But that's more about the choices that you're met with. I think it's like a linear choice divergence game. That would make sense. Yeah. I'd still play it. Yeah, it'd be super cool. It'd be dope. <laughs> I'm in. I mean, I ba- basically that was your favorite horror IP. Yep. And one of your favorite game IPs. Yes. So it should be your jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be fine with it. Yeah, that would that would be like the best smash up IP that we could come up with for you almost. Almost, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, random. Woo! <laughs> okay, this is the last one before break. Yes, it is. Okay, you ready? I am. Mine is One Piece. Ooh, I also have an anime slash manga, and mine's Blast Writer. Ooh, I don't know that one as well. Uh, Demon Motorcycle Racing. Oh, right, 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 right. We have talked about it. We've talked about this, yeah. So, (laughs) instead of pirates, it's a motorcycle gang. Right. Instead of islands, it's highways? Or towns. Or towns. Well, the the highways are with the ocean, right? Yeah, that's right, the highways of the ocean. Yeah. So then the towns are... Yeah. Whatever. And instead of devil fruits, it's just demon motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's that's... a it's a battle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Blast Rider is 100% a battle yeah. anime. Yeah, so it's a it's a battle anime. It Yeah. <laughs> that was also really easy. Well, it, it helps when we both pick <laughs> yeah, anime. Like, yeah, when we both pick anime. Uh, I was mostly like, I have to choose manga because I don't think there's enough manga on the guys from. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, Send your questions. <laughs> Jeremy so, can do it. I can do Ask it. Ask an eye. Yeah. Uh, so, One Piece is the broadest. Yeah. Yeah. Other than Naruto, but that's done. Yes. Now it's... Now it's Boruto. Boruto. His kid? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I don't know if there's a way that we can take that Okay, is there... Well, yours is more gritty. Yeah. And One Piece is very shonen. Yes, it is. Um, that means, like, young boy. Yep. For those people that don't know. Um, so, which way do you think this would lean? Um, probably, I think it's probably best if it leans away from Blast Rider. Okay. So, more shonen. Yeah, a little more shonen. Okay. Uh, there is a lot of sex and violence in Blast Rider. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of death. Okay, so it's probably that in if it's a shonen, it's probably that the demons aren't actually demons. So just categorize that because they are against the status quo. Right. Yeah, and it probably becomes one of those shonen shonen where you're against angels and God, but they're actually pretty bad people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you go the other direction and push like, and you take more of the shonen piratey, fluffy fun, yes, yeah. and yeah. you put it into a world. Where essentially you are, I don't I want mean, to say be- possessed. You become but you less are... hero and more anti-hero if you go that way. Yeah, right. There are very there are no heroes in Blast Rider. Yeah, 
None. You're mm. not really supposed to like anybody. Huh. It's one of those stories. Yeah, you're more just like, this is really cool idealized. Yeah, this, and, uh, this yeah. is really neat. And it's set in Germany, and it's about motorcycle racing, but they're also kind of mecha demons, so cool. Neat. <laughs> yeah. That's what they were going for when they came up with that concept. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> I also really appreciate, I hope that our microphone is picking up that crotch rocket that is blazing past. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it will, but it I was great so. for us. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Anything else to say about that one? I don't know. It meshes so easily. Yeah. I mean, that might already be made. Well, now here's the question. Yeah. Do we do six aside? Yeah, let's do, do we, six Do we bump aside. it up because we're at 25 minutes? Yeah, let's do six aside. All right. Okay. My next one, Dilbert. Fraggle Rock. Okay. So it's in an office. Yeah, but... Hmm. Okay, how is this harder than Demon Motorcycle Pirates? Because One Piece. Yeah, um, that's fair. Because these are pretty disparate thematically. Yes, they that, are. That's why it's harder. But I, it does have to be in an office. I think so. I think that's the easiest starting point. I think it, it's an office, and I think it has to be the whole world is this office. Okay, You never yep. leave the office. That makes sense. Um, now, in Dilbert, you have Dilbert, the main protagonist, yep. who's the worker drone. Yes. Um, you have Dogbert, who's the idea man. And the best. Yeah. Catbert, uh, evil. Catbert, evil. Uh, the boss. Pointy-haired boss, incompetence. Incompetent leader. Yep. So, if we take that dynamic and try to transpose some of Fraggle Rock's themes into it, what do we get? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> we get weird. We get pretty weird. Because Fraggle Rock, again, is a lot about togetherness. Yeah. And community. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I think it is, is it becomes a story about how when people are doing their part, things work seamlessly. Yes. Right? But then the humor would come out in the fact that it doesn't seem like the drones are doing their part. Yeah. Right? It would it would seem like the Dilberts in this show? I guess. I, th- I don't think it works as a comic. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be like a 22-minute show. Yeah, show. So the drones don't seem like they're doing anything important. No. It's a lot of meetings. Yeah. But it shows that when they do their job, things move forward. Yeah. That's what it has to be. I think so. So it's... A propagandist TV show for office workers? Or communism. Yeah. yeah. It's actually the perfect show yeah. because yeah, it fits it both. Yep. Yep. It's, that's a communist propagandist <laughs> show. It's pretty bad. Yeah. But it, at the same time, if you... Because it would... you To insert Fraggle Rock, you have to take the subversiveness out of Dilbert. Yeah. Yeah. And if you take the submersive submersiveness? Whatever. Sure. Submersive submersive? Some smurfiveness. Yes, if we take the smurfs out of Dilbert, <laughs> then it's just a strange capitalism comic. Yeah. No, well, here's the thing. I think you can keep it subversive, but only on a meta level. Okay, sure. Right? So, you have a situation where this office works really well when everyone's doing their job. But you have certain characters that throw wrenches into that, like the innovation of Dogbert and right. the selfishness of Catbird. Right. Okay. Right? 
So you have stuff that's throwing it off to the side all the time, right? And really, those are human nature. People want to change something that they don't like. Yeah, or they're selfish. Or they're selfish and they want things for themselves. Right. Right? Or they're just trying to do the best they can in a situation they're not prepared for. Yeah. Right? All these things are very human things. So you set up this sort of capitalist world that uh, communist world that works really, really well and like... The, the stories would have to revolve around these characters that don't quite fit that mold, right? There's very little Fraggle Rock in this. It's true. It's true, but I mean, really what you're doing is you're taking the community of Fraggle Rock, and they probably sing. Oh, yeah. Um, I assume. And it's puppets. Of course it's puppets. What uh, else would it be? I think it's mostly, <laughs> you're taking the visual and sort of like the general theme from Fraggle Rock. The feel. Yeah. Of Fraggle Rock. Yeah, and then you're adding a layer of sarcasm and subversiveness from Dilbert. That would be so weird. It would be weird. It I it would probably be pegged as surrealist. Yeah. Yeah. What a strange concept that ended up being. You know what this could be? A Twilight Zone episode. Yep. Yeah. Black Mirror now. Yeah. Yeah. That was that's probably the worst one we've done though. Yeah. Like, as, as far as two IPs mashing together? That was the hardest one, for Definitely sure. Definitely the hardest one. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All right, then. We're going to take a break now. Yes. Because it's still going to be a shorter episode. Yeah. But uh, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, the second half is brought to you by Wasps. Now, Jeremy, Wasps have gotten a really bad rap lately. But they want us to share some wasp-positive stories here. I will start. Okay. Um, uh, they are better than hornets. That's true. Uh, now you go. Um, they can eat other pests. Exactly. See? The better. They're so... They're, they're, they're good at that. They're so good. And, uh, I, I've got one more. Okay. Um, they make incredibly intricate nests. Oh, yeah. Some good insect engineers. See? Yeah. Wasps aren't that bad. Not not that bad. So the next time you see a wasp, make sure to say, hello, wasps, nature's tasers. Paid for by Wasps Will Sting You If You Don't Read This 2018. And we are back. Wasp staying free. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're great. They're the... Who <laughs> is? <laughs> uh, okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. We're starting to get, for me anyways, a little bit more like I feel like things could go weird. All right. So my next one is X-Men. Aquaman. Oh, man. It's not hard at all. No, it's or, like it's just it's a, a comic crossover. It's another superhero. Yeah. It's a comic crossover. Although... It's a DC-Marvel crossover, it though. It is. It is. And also, it would have to be an under-the-sea, like, racist commentary. Yeah. Right? Because so, the X-Men is a civil rights yeah, thing. Yeah. So... Well, I don't know if it is anymore, but originally... Was. Well, that, yeah. that was the intention. Yeah. 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 So I think you have... Oh, man. It, it's actually really relevant. I think this comic would really sell. Oh, yeah. 
because it's really relevant to what's going on in the States right now. Plus Aqua Bro. Yeah, plus Aqua Bro. <laughs> Let's not get ourselves. Yeah. The Jason Momoa Aquaman. Getting to be pretty popular. Yeah, well, you know what? Turns out people like a sexy Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And tridents. And tridents. Surfing that trident. So which X-Men can make it underwater? Um, well, Beast can. He's just an aquatic beast. Sure. Um, Wolverine can. I mean, yeah. Right? You just make him a little more fish-like. Uh, so are we? Are you altering the X-Men? Yeah, I think you have to. Okay. Like, I think, I think instead of us being like, let's take Aquaman and Cyclops and put them together in a story... I think you have to do parallels. That wouldn't go well. Yeah, like you have to do parallels to what's going on, right? I'm terrible, and I'm also going to complain about it. Stab. Yeah, stab. Comic over. Comic over. Um, Yeah, so I think instead you have to do sort of a, like, oh, we're in Atlantis, right? Yeah. And a big change has come over Atlantis, and that's because these people with abilities who are different, maybe they're all half-bloods. Okay, sure. Right? Maybe... When Atlantean gets it on with human, the resulting child... The recessive mutant gene yeah. could show up. So yeah. then it's basically what we're talking about is we're adding mutants to Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't know as about, uh, much about Aquaman as you do, so I'm just hitting on the very general notes of what I know about Aquaman. Sure. Well, it's a, a lot of it is about... Finding your place. Yeah. Because so he, he doesn't belong to either world, yeah. so he's trying to find... But somehow he's in charge. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you still have the stories about people who are like, no, the traditionalists need to be in power. Right? And then there's the other people who are like, this doesn't even matter because the surface is coming to get us. And then, you know, now there's a third faction. Yeah. Which is where does, where do, where does the, where do these people that are almost exactly like Aquaman fit into the picture when they don't have the prestige Aquaman has? Right. Right? How do you deal with that? It would be interesting. Yeah. It would never happen. No. Ever. I mean, Fox, Marvel, DC. Yeah. Well, Fox, insofar as Disney hasn't bought them as the time of our recording this yeah. yet. Yeah, but they might. They might. They might remove one of those steps. Because then it's just Disney. Yeah. And DC. Disney and Warner Brothers. Yep. Don't get along with each other. No, they do not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. But it would be very interesting. Yeah. And I mean, you could take the idea of this and reskin it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fairly easily. Yeah, fairly easily. You just need... It's it's like what Shakespeare did. I'm not talking about England. This is Verona. Yeah. Yeah. Jerks. <laughs> and no, I didn't steal this from a Greek guy. No. Stop saying that. Stop saying that. No. There's an H in Hamlet. I don't know what you're talking about Hamlet for. <laughs> Who's Ovid? Whatever. Weird. You guys are weird. Yeah. Who reads history? Not I, me. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Some sweet theater jokes. Yep. Uh, Obscure Shakespeare references. I think I like. I would read a run of that series. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Never happened. No, never. Never ever. Unless somebody, like you said, unless somebody took the concept... And set it somewhere else without all of the trappings of the yeah. universes. But it's the universes that would make it fun. Yeah, yeah. Who's leading the X-Men on the surface at the time? Because they have to be involved, Yeah, they have right? to be involved because there would be a faction of them that chose to live up there instead of in Atlantis. Right. 
Uh, I mean, Brotherhood of Evil Moons, Magneto. It could be. Yeah. Or if you go modern, it's Kitty Pride now. Yeah. Yeah. So, at least as of where I am. I mean, I stopped reading it. Okay. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, Kitty is the head of the school at the yeah. moment. Yeah. So. Well, then she would be in Atlantis. Oh, no. So if I... we're talking Brotherhood as the oh. surface people. Okay. Yeah. I was referring to the fact that there are X-Men on surface. Yeah. As well. Oh, yeah. So these are all new X-Men oh. under the sea. Yeah, I like that. So it's like I, a I new mutants it. idea. I can dig it. Yeah. Can I dig it? Yes, I can. Good. Next? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sin City is my IP. Call of Duty. Okay. Uh, the easiest way to do that is Modern Warfare. Yeah. And it's just, it's a dark... It's like a Black Ops dark noir. Well, what I was thinking, when you said Sin City, because I think the interesting thing about Sin City is you have these characters. Nobody is good in Sin City. Not really. No. Well, they do. They, someone might do good things, but they've got a darkness to them. Yes. Uh, yeah, there is no one yeah. that's clear. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think actually the way you do this is it's like a guerrilla warfare. But you're following yep. several different factions. Okay. And each mission you jump to, like, a different character. And as the story progresses, you can sort of see how they're all on a collision course. For the final for level. For the final level where you choose who you want to play. This does feel like it has to be a game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it does have to be a game. Yeah, it couldn't, it couldn't be a visual novel. No. No. Because you need that choice. They might release, like, a comic with the canon, like, ending. Yeah. That but, would make sense. But, um, or like a novel after. Yeah. Like here's, somebody wrote a novel based in the universe. Somebody of... did an official fanfic. Ah? Ah? Sin City, so there's kissing. It counts. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the only, the only thing that changes is that you take out sort of the squad aspect of like Call of Duty. Well, that's why I was saying Black Ops. Yeah. Because there is no squad in yeah. that. Yeah. It's specifically a a dude recalling his yeah. black operations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? So yeah. it's not always squad based. Yeah. But I think because it's Sin City, you have to have these like almost Final Fantasy cutscenes in between shooty bits. Yeah. Which I'd be okay with. Yeah, that would cool. add a lot to Call of Duty for me. I mean, uh, this is the only Call of Duty game I would ever be interested in playing. Yeah, especially if they kept the Sin City art style. Yeah. Give me a first-person shooter in that noir, like, yeah. black, red, yellow, and white. Yeah, that'd be cool. I that'd would be really that. cool. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, prob- you probably have to add several other colors just for readability in a game. Yeah. But well, you like that, that sort of blocky comic style Yeah. with the deep, deep shading? Absolutely. Yeah. There's yellow, too. Yeah. Most of the primary colors are in it in yeah, yeah. just flashes, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. could easily do it. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, I think, like, that's a shooter game that I think would be interesting to play. Yeah. Definitely. And if you can get Frank Miller to write it... Yep. Probably Rate. win all the things. Rated X. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to play this in Australia. Nope. Nope. Never. Yeah. Unless you import it. Yeah. Somehow. In, like, a crate of oranges. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> the guys from Podcast, teaching you how to smuggle in Frank Miller video games. <laughs> well, how, do you have listeners in Australia? A few, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but does Australia not have their own oranges? Uh, they probably do. Yeah. Donuts? Donuts. No, they probably, you could probably make donuts. That was a Simpsons reference. I wanted to make sure we get one in here. Okay, gotcha. Because <laughs> I don't know if that's on your list, but I didn't use that as an not IP. On, it's not on my list. There's so many different Simpsons things already yeah. that it's just like, Simpsons in this. Yep. Yeah. That's already, just an auto yes. It already happened. So. Yeah. They already did it. <laughs> yep. Uh, do we want to move on or anything else you think would be specific to this mashup? The thing about it is Battlefield did Battlefield Hardline, mm-hmm. which was a cops and robbers angle. Ah. So it's not that far off from a possibility because they did yeah. something that you could easily twist into that premise. Yeah, it's just more stylized. Much more stylized. Yeah. Which I think is key. Yeah. I mean, people like stylish games. Yes. Yeah, so. Persona 5. Persona 5. So much style. All the style. Yeah. Yeah. Do you imagine a like a Frank Miller style game menus? Like if they did persona style menuing? Yeah. With but Sin City art? That'd be cool. It'd be so neat. That'd be super cool. Yeah. And you'd get the dude bros cuz you could say there's boobies in it. Yeah. It's Sin City. Yeah. It's hard not to have them. Yep. There's going to be genitalia. Yeah. Both ways. Yep. So it's equal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. That that worked well. Yeah, so. dude. Okay, next. Fear Factor. The, like, weird... The reality television show. Oh, you're going to be thrilled, because mine's Resident Evil. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing this, Sean? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so this one's so easy, we should take it both ways as much as we can. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, you want to start? Sure. Uh, I think the first and the easiest way to do it is it's... Fear Factor style challenges, but they're dealing with zombies. Yep. Yep. So it's like, oh man, you have to get through that room of six zombies and there's a surprise. Yeah. What are you afraid of? Dogs. They're zombie dogs. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, that's the reality ver- TV version of that. Yeah. Of reality that TV up. Resident Evil yeah. is literally something yeah. like that. Yeah. Whereas, and I think this is more interesting, the flop side of Fear Factor in a, like a video game for Resident Evil right is there's a, rea- a reality TV show that is using the zombies from Resident Evil right or the viruses yeah right I just zombies for simplicity's sake but they are yeah T-virus and whatever G-virus or whatever Wesker blah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Umbrella keep yeah. going yeah there we go um, but it's part of like a big construct Right. Like think like those uh, stories where it's broadcast. Right. Okay. So it's like a game show because Fear Factor is a game show. So it's being broadcast. Yep. And you're playing a behind the scenes detective who's infiltrated the studio. Okay. So like contestants have been going missing or like some like a camera boy died so the somebody sent in somebody family to wants to know what happened because they didn't get the a real story they think right yeah. so it's a survival horror game because it turns out that while what's on tv is very controlled there are whole sections that are falling apart because you can't control the virus right 
that's central to Resident Evil. It's a virus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't control it. Things are going to go wrong. Somebody gets greedy or does something stupid. Right. Right? So up at the top, everything's still fine because that's where they're filming. Yep. But, like, everything in between the entrance and, like, the top, there's, like, a safe path, but you can't go through that path. Because you're sneaking in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that's a pretty interesting game. That's more in- well. That's way more interesting than real the Fear Factor Resident Evil, where it's just reality show. Yeah. Well, the reason why I chose Fear Factor is because it's not that interesting as a show. It never was. Yeah. Eat this gross thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's still gross. be covered in gross things. Okay. okay. You win money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I think this is more interesting, also because it has uh, the opportunity to do a lot of sort of non-traditional storytelling because you can see clips of the show that weren't aired or you can see something that is aired yep and maybe they start airing you right where they're like what's happening here (laughs) right you become an arc yeah in the season yeah 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 in which case you're like my anonymity is gone what do i do now yep right the whole point of sneaking in was to avoid this and then laser room lasers yeah. Just a room of lasers. And you get in a bodysuit and you're all skittish. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. I mean, I like the flip side more than the reality for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But that was... Yep. Like I said, when it as soon as that came up, it's like, okay. Yeah. This is the easy way. <laughs> yeah. What else is there? Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's see if we don't pick the same genre again. That would be nice. My next one's also a horror... Okay. I did lean more horror because I know that's not your jam. It is. And I wanted to make sure that we weren't mashing up yeah. the same stuff all the time. Yeah. So my next one is Jason Voorhees. So Friday the 13th. Okay. My next one is Scooby-Doo. Well, that's basically already there. Yeah. <laughs> you just take the mask off and it's old man Carruthers. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, that's what if you make it like heavy Scooby-Doo. Yes. If you make it heavy Scooby-Doo, it's one episode of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Right? But, but if, if you, you make it more Friday the 13th, it's Friday the 13th. They're just having sex. Yeah. I mean, uh, the way I see it becoming interesting is, I mean, Scooby-Doo deals with a lot of horror tropes already. Yep. Right? There's the group of friends that go on trips in the van. In weird and, mysteries. Yeah. And they're usually in a weird place. Yeah. Or and in a Friday the place. 13th is Chainsaw Guy. No, Friday the 13th is Knife Guy at the camp. Okay. The summer camp. Ah. Where it's a bunch of teens. Yeah. Getting together and solving things. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's literally just Friday the 13th. Yeah, it is. Okay. So it's either one episode of Scooby-Doo or the movie or Friday the 13th. Or it's one of the Friday the 13th movies that's not 10 where he's in space, 9 where he's in hell, or 8 where he's taking over Manhattan. But it's one of the campy ones. It's one of the campy ones. Yeah, it's one for of sure. the first, like, four. I mean, yeah. it has a talking dog in it, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's Maybe you almost could make the, only the dog difference. like a demon dog. If you want, or you could play with the Jason idea Nine. of somebody thinking like somebody thinking the dog talks, but it doesn't actually. Sure, but I think that's the uh, only... Friday the Thirteenth Four. Yeah, I think uh, that's the only <laughs> things that you can sort of move around in it. This is literally the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so, I, th- I what I think is really interesting so far about us going down this list is we are getting closer and closer together as the list goes on. Yeah. In the beginning, like Digimon and what was yours? Bioshock. Yeah, they're pretty far off. That's too video game ish because there's yeah. some Digimon games, but yeah. yeah. 
different. terms of theme and stuff, way different. And we just did, like, the same thing. You literally just did the cartoon version of the movie I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Because it it's a group of camp counselors who, like, die off and they have to figure out what's going on. It's, yeah. Oh, it's the curse of Jason Voorhees. He drowned, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So that's, that's the movie. <laughs> so it's just, like, Fred and Shaggy would die. Yeah. Yeah. But let's just say Velma survives because... I feel like she'd probably be the final yeah. girl. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Because what's the redhead's name? Daphne. Daphne would probably be the one having sex with... So she dies. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody has to. It's Friday the 13th. Yep. So, yeah. Sex is bad, MK. Yeah, it is. Uh. <laughs> Never go off on your own to have sex at Camp Crystal Lake. Only orgies. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> Those are safe. Those are safe. Because everybody's there. Everybody's there. You can all watch each other's backs. Exactly. Yeah. Or fronts or, or front. whatever. Yeah, whatever hey, you're into. It's just not going to kink shame. You do you. <laughs> okay. Is there any way we can turn that into so, like is there any way we can to take subvert that? it? Um Uh ooh. If you made it so that the Scooby one of the Scooby Doo characters was Jason. So it's Scream. Yeah. You could make it into Scream. But that's the only way to subvert it from being either just Scooby-Doo or Friday the 13th. Is by turning it into Scream. I mean, unless you make... <laughs> unless you make the dog Jason, but then it's just like... Then that doesn't make any sense. Then it's just the turkey bad movie where the turkey kills everybody. Thanks killing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so take your pick. Wes Craven was really like, I love Scooby-Doo. I love Friday the 13th. And I love Thanksgiving. A turkey that kills people. <laughs> I was actually making reference to Scream. Oh. But hey, Thanksgiving's great too. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, I don't think this can be close to you. Okay. Big Bad Beetleborgs. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Yes! <laughs> so that's going to be a lot of you. Okay. Because uh, my next thing is Nightwatch. Okay. That book series oh, I let you. Oh, you let me. Yeah. And the movies. So because it is an, it's a big Russian IP. Yeah. So. Uh, so Big Bad Beetleborgs is a Super Sentai show. Okay. And it follows pretty much the same sort of arc as Power Ranger does, except they turn into like armored beetles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and Night Watch for the everyone who's not me and Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> and the few people who I forced to pay attention to it. Yeah. Is it's a Russian fantasy series about it's urban fantasy. Urban fantasy. Yeah. About the battle between dark and light. Yeah. As represented through everything from vampires to witches to shapeshifters to magicians to wizards. Yeah. Uh, but it's all done in a mundane like bureaucracy. Yeah. It's a commentary on the strangeness of capitalist bureaucracy, but also the eternal struggle between the two disparate forces of human nature, yeah. essentially. Basically, it's capitalism versus communism versus light versus dark. And you find out at the end, spoilers, that um, the people at the top are waiting for a solution to this system of conflict. Yep. Basically. And the only way they can do that is by continuing to perpetrate the conflict. Yes. Um, so they're kind of trapped in that. They so, are entirely stuck. Yeah. There's a, there's a truce... 
that is then broken hundreds of years later, yep. but then that causes a time schism that yep. then moves everything into the same purpose, but yep. everything moves forward the same way. It's a very, it's a fascinating read. It is. They're it, very good books. They are good books. They're good movies too. Yeah. They simplify like crazy. Obviously, they have to. Yeah. But they are good books or movies as well. Okay, so what I'm getting here is that this is a Russian Super Sentai team. Yep. Right. Um, and you can go one of two ways. One, you lean more heavily into Nightwatch and make them a special unit in uh, Nightwatch, which there is. Yep. Um, Several. There's the what? Illuminati? No. Uh, that group. That polices the truce. Oh, the in. It's not inspectors. No. Inter. No. Uh, oh, the um, in... Inquisition. Inquisition. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're part of the Inquisition. Okay. And yep. they splinter off from the Inquisition, and like just start wrecking up stuff and destroying the status quo. Yeah. Right. That's one way you could go. You could. Or they're a group of people who have awakened to their supernatural powers that don't get found by the Day Watch or the Night Watch. Yeah. And change happens that way. Because Super Sentai has to have that against a big threat yeah. in it. So you have to always put that on the outside. Yeah, it can't, it can't be an internal threat. No. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. For that genre. For that genre. Right. They, and they, you could have them transform into beetle robots. Yep. That's their thing. That's their thing. Is, they are the first ones ever. Yep. But there's five of them. Yep. There's I think there's three oh, okay. in the show. And then a fourth one comes along because, you know, Green Ranger. Uh, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're the first ever team of this. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody knows how to deal with them. Yeah. Because when they're not transformed, they're actually mundane. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting. It'd be neat. That'd be interesting. The idea of this established supernatural world, right, that yep. is stuck in a rut. Yeah. Right? For centuries. For centuries. Yep. And then something new comes along, and those new people don't understand the supernatural world, and the supernatural world can't deal with a new thing. Because that, if we're talking about the fact that they're beetle robots, that doesn't fit into the no. werewolfy world that they're dealing with. No. No. It doesn't make and it any also, sense. It, it also, the big advantage that Daywatch and the Nightwatch has is that they can always find Supernatural. There's ways to track Supernatural. Yep. But it's harder to track Mundane. Yeah. So that's actually a very interesting collision. It'd be neat. Yeah. It would be very neat. Especially for anyone who actually knows what we're talking about. Yep. <laughs> I hope we've described it well enough that you are also intrigued. I, I like that even though we're really far apart on what these things are, we both chose obscure. Yep. <laughs> Because yeah. of course we did. Because of course we did. Okay, <sighs> you ready for the last one? I am. Yeah? Back to the future. Okay. Dresden Files. Okay. Yeah. So again, I chose Urban Noir Fantasy. I'm one away from you. Yep. <laughs> um, but it's American, and it is actually just a wizard private eye. It's super noir. Yeah. Um, very, very noir. And it deals with sort of... Um, the original tellings of fairy tales. So think like Brothers Grimm fairy tales and stuff like that. Right. More than like regular fantasy. Disneyifies. Yeah. Fairy tales. Yeah. 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 Whereas mine's a heartwarming family <laughs> series of time travel movies. Yeah. Revolving around a kid named yeah. Marty. So. And his fun, crazy doctor pal. 
So this is a time traveling wizard detective kid. Time travel. Well, hmm. my first thought was time traveling wizard detective. That's Doc. Yeah. And then his kid. His kid. But that's Rick and Morty. Yeah, that is Rick and Morty. Just with more science rather than magic. The thing is, is that like in Back to the Future, the Doc doesn't have a huge role. It's Marty. Yeah, it's all about Marty. It's all about Marty, right? The Doc is just the vehicle to get Marty into the situation. Yep. So, I think you fit. You mix and Marty out of, and out and out, and of. out of the that's, situation. But that's the key, right? Because yeah. he's there to bookend it. Yeah. Whereas Marty explores the situation he's in. Yeah. But needs the Doctor to get into and out of it every time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what you do is you take Marty, and you instead of making him a kid, you make him a wizard private eye. Okay. Right? Then you add time travel. But I think you have to make Doc an antagonist. Okay. I think this has to be like a Sherlock Holmes Moriarty situation where, like, they're in direct competition with each other. And the the way the hero goes about it in the stories, because I think this is a series. Yeah, I think either so. Either of movies or books. Both. Yeah. Um, where the... Hero gets close to stopping the villain's scheme and then gets flung to another time. But each time he gets flung, he picks up another piece of the bigger mystery, which is why is all this happening? Yeah. Right? That would be interesting. Or yeah. like a graphic novel series. Oh, that'd be really good, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Really let the art kind of yeah. explore the story more. Yeah. Well, I think I think visual storytelling... For that type of story would be really good. Yeah. Because it's all about what the reader can pick up. Kind of like in Watchmen with Rorschach. Yeah. R- Rorschach? Rorschach. Rorschach. Yeah. 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 But interestingly enough, if I that if you had said Nightwatch and I had Dresden Files, it was super close. Basically the same thing again. <laughs> basically the same thing again. <sighs> um, is there a way another way to interpret uh Back to the Future and, and Dresden Files? So the I'm not super familiar with Dresden Files, which mm-hmm. is why I'm... Mm-hmm. But if it's... So does he solve Yeah, he things? solves cases. Basically, each book is a case that he solves. What if he's not good at it? Oh, yeah. What if he's Doc, where yeah. he does make the mistakes? Yeah, you're right. And you're he right. needs the help Yeah, yeah. from somebody like Marty. Or yeah. he's more... Jump up his... Take... Is his name Dresden? Yes. Okay. So take Dresden and put Doc Brown directly there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now the detective's not competent and gritty. No. He's campy yes. and bumbly. Yes. But huh. super smart. But super smart. Right. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. This seems like a Saturday morning cartoon to me now. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could have, like, neighborhood kids that help. Yeah. Or he has a fun dog, because Doc has a fun dog, Einstein. Yeah. Yeah. That is a Saturday morning cartoon. I think you're right. Yeah, and, and basically he's, like, in a Doctor Who type situation where he pops out in different time periods. Yeah, or Quantum Leap. Or Quantum Leap. Scott Bakula. Get some Quantum Leap in here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have enough manga or Quantum Leap talk on the guys from podcast. You think we could slide in some sliders, too? Yeah. I think we could. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's interesting. Because then he's... Like, he's still the same principled character from Back to the Future, Mm -hmm. but he's in a completely different situation. Yeah. And is he still solving fairy tale stuff? 
Um, or is he solving stuff well, through time? Dresden Files solves real crimes, like that would happen in the real world, but sort of all the drapings around it are these fairy tale creatures. So you meet like uh, okay. you meet like like uh, a fables sort of idea. Sort of, you meet Billy Gruff okay. in one of the stories, right? Sure. And he's just doing his job, basically, right? Okay. But the, and there are other factions and forces going around. Like instead of in Dresden Files, instead of regular noir being like, there's the detective as his own faction, there's right. the dame as her own faction. Okay. Then there's the police and the criminals, right? And then there's the world, sort of, that they play in. That's noir. Okay. Right? In Dresden Files, you have Dresden and his friends as the detectives. Yep. You have a different dame every single time. Right. Which is usually a different supernatural thing. Sure. And then you have a different cop every time and a different criminal every time, which are different factions from the supernatural world. Okay. So you have, like, courts of vampires... The red court is like your sucky vampire. The white court is emotion vampires. Uh, the black court is like your Dracula, creatures of the night. Okay. Yeah, and then you have the unseely and seely courts, or the winter and summer courts of fur fay, as well as like shapeshifters and lycanthropes and ancient creatures. So basically, it's a different who done it each time. And I, okay. I think the last Dresden Files book that came out was actually a heist, where. Dresden manipulated his own memory. That's how they got around. That's how he did a heist in a novel form. Huh. He modified his own memory to take that chapter out that you needed the information of what was going to happen during the heist. Okay. But also in Dresden Files, he's every single book explores a different sort of portion of the world while bringing in sort of familiar things from previous. Oh, so it's always fleshing it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I think keeps me coming back is that I'm like, I want to know more about the scope of this world and see how deep it actually goes. That's fair. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So that's that's the way Dresden Files works. Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah, 100% Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. 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 If you put Doc in, in the spot of Dresden. Yeah. 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 Which would be fun. It would be fun. It, 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 it would also be fun because one week the villain would be the villain and then the next week they could be a friend yeah right like a new neighbor yeah yeah you know what this could go on tsunami true you could go on tsunami yeah huh neat so that was that was surprisingly easy yeah <laughs> I mean the, the, the thing is I think this is what we do it is well, the only difficult parts were if one of us didn't know the other IP very mm. well enough to be able to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. That was the hardest part of this. Well, let's do a, let's do best IP smash-up that we think we did, and worst IP smash-up, because that was what the question was. Okay, yeah, we'll wrap up with that. Yeah. So, I think the best one is easy. It's Alien Persona. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Well, it's best... It, for you I'm specifically. Biased, for you specifically. <laughs> That's two of my favorite things together. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I do like the Fear Factor Resident Evil when we go heavy Resident Evil. Yep. On it. I thought that, that was well. really interesting. I'm not a big fan of horror games, but I thought, you know, that is that is interestingly enough, and the horror is not necessarily all jump scares. 
No. It's this thing is happening. It's psychological. Yeah, exactly. So I think that one's pretty good, too. You have any honorable mention? Um, the... I liked the Call of Duty Sin City one. Yeah. But I just like the idea of that, of somebody doing that stylized of a first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Borderlands as much as I do, because it's stylized. Yep. But I think that's the main reason that one stood out at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's the worst smash-up we did? Dilbert Fraggle Rock wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> it's definitely, that's definitely like a indie film where someone's trying to make a point and it just never takes off. Yeah. Um, that one felt pretty flat. Yeah, that one felt pretty flat. I'm going to say honorable mention, Scooby-Doo Friday the 13th. I mean, it's great because it's already the thing. Yeah, yeah. But that's why I'm, I'm going to say that's probably one of the worst ones we mentioned. Because yeah. it was one of the least interesting. Yeah, the, the, there was nowhere to go with that. Yeah, do you have one? Another honorable mention? Yeah, for worst? Ah, uh, I don't, they didn't really get that much worse. Yeah, I felt like Jackie Chan Adventures and what was your second one? Garfield. Garfield, that one was hilarious. It's fun. But it was very simple. It's silly. Yeah. It's silly fun, yeah. and that's all that one is. Yeah. So. Huh. Well, I guess that's it. All right. You, Mr. and Mrs. Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. Want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be find at I can be found at Mighty Thews, and Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U, and we are at Guys from Podcast. Email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com or Facebook us at the Guys From. Yeah, and if you enjoy the Guys from Podcast, tell anyone you can any way you can. And the best thing you can do to help us get the word out there is to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We are available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found, including the aforementioned Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Player FM, Two Thumbs Up Media, Stitcher, the Blueberry app, you name it. We are probably there. If we're not, let me know. I will fix it. Hey, Jeremy, is there anything you wanted to plug? There is. Um, I wanted to plug a game that came out several years ago. They just had a successful Kickstarter for their sequel. Okay. It's called Thea the Awakening. Um, it is a very obscure game. I think it's only like 16 bucks on Steam. Um, but it sort of hits a lot of sweet points. It's one of those things where they took a lot of different pieces and they put them all together and they surprisingly work well. Mm, okay. It looks like a civilization game, but it's nothing like it. You play a god in charge of a village of people who survived a century of darkness. The first sunrise has happened in a century, and you got to figure out how can you make the world habitable? How are you going to survive? Okay. So you can send out expeditions. It's resource management. There's also storytelling. The world is set in, like, a really folksy sort of Nordic-Slavic fairy tale world. Okay. Uh, so you got really cool mythology. You've got a really neat sort of dynamic to play with. Um, but there, you don't expand like in Civilization, and you're not against other players. Okay. You just cool. Uh, you're dealing with the world. It's a the antagonist is the world. Yeah, and yeah. there's lots of interesting little things to find in it. Like it's a game that is deceptively deep, right? So, okay. yeah, I'd recommend taking a look at uh, Thea: The Awakening, uh, especially if it's on sale. If you like sort of a, a structured uh, pace of a game sure uh i would go for it and you unlock stuff as you go on so if you like that sort of feel of roguelikes it's got that too cool what about you sean well on our website www.theguysfrom.com aside from hosting this podcast of two things put together into one thing yeah yeah 
pretty much. Yep. We also write articles on things like music. That's indie music every weekday. Throwback tracks every Thursday. Movies, music, like I just mentioned. The Simpsons, TV, sometimes politics when I feel like wading into that nonsense. Jeremy will be starting to write at some point in the new year as well, and we will let you know more about that when we have a chance. Yep. If you're looking for more pop culture horror goodness, check out The Dark Half on Instagram. That's T-H-E underscore D-A-R-K-H-A-L-F. I'm doing basically what I used to do at iHorror, but I'm doing it for myself because I enjoy it. And completely locked onto this theme, have you ever played Smash Up? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, board the card game? game? Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's exactly this. It's a filler, uh, heavy filler. Yeah. It is a longer filler. Yeah. Two to four players, you take two different factions. For example, you could be sh- shapeshifters and werewolves, yep. or pirates and ninjas, or zombies and robots. Or time-traveling uh, monsters. Yeah. Yeah. You take two different decks. They're 20 cards each. You shuffle them together. That's your team. And you are using those cards to take over bases. Yeah. Uh, it's a great game. I totally, if you haven't played it, take a look at it. Yeah. It's great. Also, you can play it with almost any age. Yeah. Very easy. So. Just some text. Yep. Yep. And numbers. Math. Small math. A lot of small math. Yeah. So teach them, kids. Yeah. That simple addition. Teach them. Uh, special thanks to The Sweets for our opening music. Check them out at wearethesweets.com and also to Kevin McLeod for our ad music rainbows rainbows yes it's rainbows <laughs> rainbows uh, and our takeout music called fearless first this has been episode 199 and three fifths Sean loves fractions <laughs> thanks for listening once again I'm Sean and I'm Jeremy have a great week everybody you guys from broadcast is probably part by nothing nothing but the sweetness of fractions quick aside uh, we are doing episode 200 as our year in review next week we had that lined up forever, but then all of a sudden we remembered, hey, wait, we had an episode zero, so our numbering's all weird. So we're adding this fraction in just to make everything work. <laughs> so happy episode actually 200, Jeremy. Hooray! I'm part of a landmark. Woo! <laughs>